Light Studios. Welcome to an episode of Leah and the Internet. I hope you enjoy the show. Leah and the Internet features rotating guests who discuss the impact the Internet has on the world. So who's Leah Devin Sorrentino? I'm an artist, currently located in Minneapolis. 2016 has a bad reputation that has spread all over the Internet. In episode 25, former guest and all-around Internet guru, Harold Burnett, tries to help capture the mystery, triumphs, and tragedies of 2016. This year is almost unrecappable. Even from the time we recorded to the time this airs, so much has happened. So, we bit off a few things and discuss the rise and fall of celebrities, memes, politics, and give a fond farewell to the people and platforms we'll miss the most. I'm about to introduce a very familiar voice. Hey, Harold. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. So, context for listeners, my very first guest was my best friend, well-educated internet aficionado, Harold Burnett. Ooh, man. Set the bar awful high. (laughs) And I couldn't think of anybody better to try to recap... 2016 on the internet. Last year, I, I attempted with uh, asking some previous guests of favorite stories, but there's no, there's no favorites this year. No, we have nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> so what we decided to do is, is come up with a couple categories that we think express this year yeah. on the internet. Some that can be a little jovial, some the opposite yeah, of jovial. Jo- yeah, I don't want to say bad, but yes, not jovial. Maybe that's what we'll run with. But we can kick it off with somebody who did a, a great job with social media this year, kept our spirits high, introduced a new little lion into the world. <laughs> uh, DJ Khaled, it, it, nobody had a year except for DJ yeah, Khaled. Absolutely, I 100% agree. <laughs> he, he absolutely dominated conversation in almost every field he tried to like interact with. It's crazy. He essentially became the theme or spokesman, I guess it would be, of <laughs> yeah. Snapchat. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's at least their mascot. I don't know if that's like <laughs> detrimental to say, but like 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> to me, he was the first celebrity to start like the Snapchat meetup. I never saw that on Twitter. I never saw it on any other platform. And then Snapchat, he'll like shoot out a location yeah. and then just like that location becomes a frenzy. Yeah, I, I do want to give credit to Chad Ochocinco. I don't know if he's changed it back. He did the Twitter meetup a couple of times. He would say, I'm at this restaurant. Here's the address. Come hang out. But this was like three or four years ago. So I will give oh, him. And he did execute a Lambo leap. <laughs> yes. Because yes. of Twitter. And <laughs> he is the first athlete to get fined because of Twitter. Yes. So yeah. So, so I do want to give him his pioneer award, if you will. <laughs> but DJ Cal this year like refined it. Oh, absolutely. Also kept us like waiting for music because of Snapchat. He just had. A monstrous year. He yeah. put out a really hot record. He kept it super positive. And just was everywhere. And like constant, relentless. Like people talk, like rappers talk about the grind. And it's kind of like become a metaphor for just being like having good people around you. But like, like I don't know what the DJ Khaled team is because we never see him. We only see him. him. Like it's genius. Who's holding the phone when he's on the elliptical? <laughs> I have no idea. Like or when he's lost on the jet ski. Is there just like a rep like if he gets too far lost, maybe I'll call somebody. But no, it's just... <laughs> It's always Cali. He's always front and center. And he brought back like a lot of people that I was like, oh, like Nas. Yeah. All of a sudden Nas is on Snapchat. I'm like, oh, oh shit. He's Snapchatting with Jay-Z courtside and Jay-Z is super private as far as we know, you know. And, yeah. And Khaled's is there. Like Khaled's there and the camera's there. Those two are like, you know, not interchangeable. They're one piece. Yeah. And sticking with like the celebrity topic, like the only other person that I could think who like 
owned 2016, Beyonce, Lemonade, was also, like, came out swinging in the beginning of February. It almost seemed that 2016, if you look at the beginning, except for Harambe, yeah. <laughs> like, it was going to be a really good Absolutely. year. Absolutely. It was going to be, like, it was going to be empowering for people who don't normally get spotlight. Like, I know it's funny to say Beyonce's an underdog, but having a female artist being, like, the number one person in the world in pop culture is a big deal. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And made a way more political platform than she had in previous years. Like, was any time I think that, a, like, a black female does anything in the spotlight, it's a political yeah, act. 100%. But, like, this was, like, very pointed. She had cops hating her. Yeah, she I, had white people I mean, ablaze. She, yeah, <laughs> she took over. I mean, the one, you know, I, I watch football. So every week football is the thing for me. But people don't watch football. They'll watch Super Bowl. So she had more eyes than most artists ever have in their career watching her perform. And she tripped at the Super Bowl and made it look like a yeah, dance I, step. I don't I mean, even remember the trip. That's exactly. funny you say that. Like there was a, a slow motion restep. You had to you had to really be watching. <laughs> yeah. You had to be poised for each boot mm. drop. You know what I mean? But I yeah, like that was the tone. Formation yeah. came up and I was like, this is banger, this is gonna this is gonna be yeah. it. And then with each month yeah, and you're like, it was building if you felt the pressure. Yeah, it started with like an amazing empowerment of a female artist. We were supposed to get a female president. Yeah. We were supposed to see like equality rise. We were like, so young and naive in February. Yeah, it was like everything was good in February. Kanye came out with a yeah, new album. Yeah, he it also was, said some problematic things, but. Yeah, for as amazing as DJ Khaled is, as. And not just DJ Khaled, it's as amazing as a lot of celebrities can be on social yeah. media. Like, I think that most of them peak with the gram, with Instagram. Yes, absolutely. But it was like Kanye learned about... It's like someone gave him a smartphone for <laughs> yeah. the first time this year. And I don't want to rag on them too much because things have gotten so dark. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I haven't forgiven, and maybe that makes me a bad person. And I'm okay with that when it comes Ooh. to him. You use the whole word forgiven. Understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might. We gotta unpack this. Yeah. I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth right now. Well, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, I've been with Kanye for, you know, since that first album. It was a big deal. College dropout. Like, I was, you know, it was 10 years ago, 8 years ago. I was there. And it, it felt I like... Yeah, I mean, it felt like a big deal. Like, it was the one album that, like, I had to bootleg and then bought the real copy, like, weeks later. Like, it was, like, that good of a moment for me. So, I followed this guy and I... I, you know, it's, I enjoy the products he produces, Nikes, all that kind of stuff, but his, his tone. I moved to Adidas. Well, he, he is now with Adidas, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but it's just, it's tough for someone like him who has a platform to, again, I'm not saying he's got to be out there in his Black Panther guard, but just the things he's saying are very, very problematic. Yeah, it's like, I think that it's unfair to expect him to have to maintain that political stature that, I mean, and it's because... After Katrina, he went on yeah. and, and became the first meme of yeah, memes. Absolutely. With George Bush doesn't care about black people, and George now Bush we're care about twelve years people. later, not twelve, but yeah, I mean, like ten. Yeah, at least ten. God, yeah, it's gotta yeah, be ten. It's gotta be ten because yeah, Bush's first term. It might be twelve. Was I not? God, it feels like Katrina, like it feels like it happened forever ago, yeah. but then it. It also feels so fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as in news-wise. Like, not fresh as in people are helping that situation anymore. No. We've but, it's, un- but it's bubbling back up. Because, I mean, the show... There's going to be a show about the Katrina crisis. I think it's the same guys who did the, uh, the O.J. Simpson documentary. Now I'm freezing. I can't remember. It's coming back up. It will be 
To bring it back to Kanye, like we thought of him as a political figure. His music had very political lyrics, yeah. and then it moved into more of like an artistry, and then he moved into the fashion. And yeah. but I don't, to your point, I don't think that he doesn't with the Black Panther Guard. Yeah. He doesn't have to own all political black movements. Yeah. It's hard when somebody has that type of respect and platform to tweet out Bill Cosby's innocent. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's hard being a female fan of Kanye. Like, even in his lyrics, women are so objectified. Like, in the new album where he's, like, talking about bleached buttholes and yeah. shit. I'm like, what is happening? But then on the flip side, or it, not even a flip side. I have to kind of keep going mm-hmm. on with it for a second. It's, like, then all this, like, Trump stuff. Like, I understand he's a smart man. So I think that, like, people, especially his fans, like, expect that there's a little bit more calculation yeah. in some of these things. Like, I don't think it's, like, a... A hip like knee jerk. No, not at all. And I mean, and that's like Kanye West. Like he's not like he is from the heart. Like I've seen him perform live twice, and I've seen two rants. I've seen him reprimand someone for bringing the keyboard out too early. Like this is a guy <laughs> who seems, from us anyway, to live like on that moment. Like the heart is on the sleeve, probably to his detriment you know, more times than not. So it's like hard to see the vision right now. And then I I do think that there's some legitimacy. And if we're gonna keep in this like celebrity having a bad mm-hmm. year on social media continuation is dude lost his mom a few years ago his wife just got robbed by gunpoint and held up in paris very visibly through the internet and then he is now like overworked over scrutinized i do think that there's like a meltdown happening so i want to be empathetic because, like, PTSD is a thing. Yeah. I'm glad you used that word. Because to me, that's a word that we kind of lost track of this year with, with empathy. And, like, I feel kind of bad because... So, I was willing when Kanye, you know, when he went away to the facility, I was willing to give him, like, you know, the space. But then, like, he just comes back and he's just... It doesn't seem like there was a stoppage. Like, I kind of wanted them to not... It's so bad. Maybe it's it's the Kardashian influence. But I feel like, you know, their media, their, their life is what they put out. And that's how they make their money. So, to see Kanye... Back a couple days later on TV, meeting with President-elect, I was just like, man, like, I want to believe that you're in a bad place. And I want you to get help if you are in a bad place. But it's just like, like I don't know, it, it, it rings false for me a little bit. Ra- and and <laughs> for, the, for the listeners at home, he's doing the money thing. Yeah, it, it just it does. does. It does. It does. It feels like a stunt. And, like, yes. that's what this whole year has felt <laughs> yes. like. So it's hard um, the other thing that happened in celebrity life, like, let's go on a high before we go on two lows. Mariah Carey's having a year. Yeah. She, she, we talked about Mariah Carey on our very yes. first episode yeah. when she was getting dogged on a vine yeah. because she was like shooing away her twins from her like photo moment. But she's got a new show, yeah. new man. Yeah. She shaded the hell out of Beyonce recently in an Instagram photo. <laughs> like, facetuned herself yeah. all up. Beyonce, first garbage pick of Beyonce ever, ever. released in the oh. wild. Today, uh, internet a buzz <laughs> of Mariah Carey saying she doesn't even know who Ariana Grande yeah, is like... or Demi <laughs> Like, just... It's, uh, it's killing. It's killing, and it's so fascinating. I was talking to my wife um, about this, how, like, Mariah Carey is this strange... Like, usually, it's like a pop culture thing. You kind of move into... You go from, like, the young hotness, then you're, like, the, you know, stately, like, you know, middle-aged holding it down. Then you move into, like, Aretha Franklin. That's the only mark yeah. I have. And you just quietly... And you're Aretha Franklin. You're respected. You come out. But, like, Mariah Carey, like, it almost works backwards. Like, she's a mom, <laughs> but she's coming back. She's always been the sex pot, which, whatever. That's, you know, how you feel. But she just... 
she keeps sliding further and further back in kind of a good way for her. I mean, she is being talked about in 2016. Like, it's ridiculous to me. She is staying super relevant. <laughs> yeah. I also really love that, like, shady moment where she posted some pictures of her and, like, her new dude or her boy yeah. right now on the beach. And then Nick Cannon posted the exact same <laughs> yeah. photo when, like, he was holding her on the beach. I was like, this is how you do it, yeah. right? I was like, that was so shady. Yeah, and it's like, how did Chili feel about that? That's so sad. Oh, oh poor Chili. Yeah. Chili can't catch a break. No. She needs to get away from these like wannabe RMB yeah, dudes. Absolutely, because there's nothing but bad things. Yeah. It always turns out Chili never really set the lyrics of no scrubs, like no. let them wash yeah. over her. She didn't just, she didn't, she's not living her truth. You no, know not I mean? at all. Not at all. I think that the other big thing that happened with celebrities in 2016 that I can't believe so many people found it shocking was Brad, Brad and Angelina split. Yeah, yeah, I love people like people always use the word oh, we were sideswiped by this. I'm like, were we really? Like, I don't know. Like, as someone who <laughs> not a you know casual observer, I was like, oh, I can see that. I didn't yeah. like that would work. Like, like <laughs> here's these two incredibly eccentric people adopting babies all over the yeah. world, like going on. One's working in the UN sometimes. Yeah. Like it was just such a weird dynamic to begin with. Plus, you step out once, it's, it's not exactly like you just like again the the you know the Angelina story with Brad. They they met on a movie set. Like this is not like <laughs> they weren't on Tinder. Married. Yeah, one was married. Like so, it's not like these people found each other in the park and fell in love. Like this yeah. was maybe convenient a lot of times. How many big stars are that close together for that long of a time? Uh. So it wasn't that surprise. Like, people took it real hard. Yeah. And then, like, in true internet fashion, so many people turned this on, like, to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And she had the best response. Like, her clap back to it was so great. Because she was just like, you guys are talking about these two people in reference to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I give any shits. While they're, like, she, I think she was talking about the, the lead water crisis in yeah. Michigan. She was like... There are so many things happening right now. Much more important. And you were using this like weird thing to be a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it just and the 2016 has a very 90s vibe. There's just a lot of 90s names that I remember like everywhere. Like yeah. celebrity politics. Like there's just a lot of like, 90s names. Everybody, I was seeing like all over R.I.P. Alan Thick. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> Who even remembers Growing Pains yeah. except for the old ass people on my timeline? Exactly, yeah. Or it's remembered through a meme that they saw on YouTube or something. Yeah, so it's not I like, like a true... I don't think you realize how influential Ellen Thicke was. He wrote the Charles in Charge theme yeah. song. I'm like, Charles right. still would have been in charge. Yeah, like, like it's... it's very, it's very strange. And this is, I'm gonna, I'm already ready to like contradict myself in a little bit. But like, how we mourn celebrities online is still very strange to me it's just a very strange concept how we do it and like i said i'm already i'm, I'm laying the ball up for leah to slam dunk it right on my head whenever she wants to uh, we will save that for later in this episode i'm gonna end this celebrity section rant for 2016 and there's a lot of celebrity things that have happened yeah. a couple of them are going to come up in like a more uh revering kind of yeah. way because some people supersede their celebrity into being icons but to stick with couples, the other bizarre couple that really, I can't believe has so much influence online is Rob Kardashian and Black China. <laughs> it's non-drama drama yeah, that people are really invested in. Like, I saw four articles about it on four different news sites. Two, like, a BuzzFeed and attention yeah. expected. Unexpected from you, 
like daily news. Yeah. I don't <laughs> expect it. I saw Good Morning America. They did like you know they they do that like thing like what's trending. That's like their you know yeah. non copyrighted way to say what's on Twitter right now. But they use it, and that was one of the stories. It's ridiculous. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. It blows my mind. So, to the abridged version, this is a fake relationship. Yes. That has a very real kid. Kid, now. a very very <laughs> real child, and supposedly, you know, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening, you can Google this. Yeah. What I think the relevant part of it is the emotional connection, like you're saying, that we're having to these celebrities. Like, there's always been a celebrity culture. There's always been this idolization of um, the rich and the famous. Yeah, uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor, who died yeah. last night. Like, socialites have existed for, she was like 100 years. Yeah. So she was literally like 99. Yeah, not, yeah. So it, it's not a new concept, but the I think because social media is such a personal setup, right? You set up mm-hmm. your personal community of people you trust and people you revere, and you think that you, I, I think that we all believe that we have a more intimate relationship with these people than we do, that like mm-hmm. their pain, because that's what these characters do online, and I, even though they're real people, I'll say, I'll call them characters, they are living out things that we feel in this like really extravagant way that we can like judge and manipulate Absolutely. and. That's. I mean, we're we're screenshotting photos and zooming in to see if they use Photoshop when they take like a fit pic first thing in the morning. Like, yeah, we, it's a whole culture devoted to like, is this photo real of whoever celebrity this morning? And it's it, it's a celebration if they if they fail or if they succeed. Yeah. So, I just think that we're getting into this phase that we're having as a culture a harder time recognizing that we're not actually involved mm-hmm. and that they, like we're... and the walls are coming they're, they're crashing down around some of us when, when you when you have that feeling yeah I, and I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable person but like I am not above looking at before and after Kylie pics oh absolutely like, right, I can't help here. it <laughs> same here like I mean the the celebrities in bathing suits is like you know that that monthly or yearly magazine that comes in the newsstand, like I'll look at, it, I won't buy it. But if I'm in the supermarket, I'm flipping, to I'm know. skipping to that part. I'm not even looking through anything else. <laughs> to switch over, most of these celebrities are very memeable, but there were some some 2016 memes that we have to call yeah. out. Uh, one that just will not die, and I've already alluded to once, <laughs> is this fucking gorilla. Yeah, I. <laughs> Like, I thought the Cecil the Lion and, like, the the rise of, like, the big game outrage, yeah. like, the hunting of, like, animals, I thought we hit a peak. Yeah, and, and, like, the lion thing was at least, like, you know, for a cause. It wasn't just, like, I don't, I, I don't know, no one was at danger except for the lion, sorry, the lion lost, but, like, <laughs> for the gorilla thing, there was a human being in danger, like. And then so <laughs> much debate, like, it spawned so many unnecessary conversations, like parenting and like, yeah. parent shaming, animals in zoos, yeah. high school students, yeah. like high school kids were obsessed with this yeah. fucking gorilla. And they still are. It's not like gone. It's strange. It was like the lives. number one Halloween costume yeah. or something. I, I don't even understand. Like I thought that I don't understand why this is a meme. Normally, like I have like some very articulate. <laughs> way like and this is like again like if i go back to how i feel about the whole year i'm i'm kind of at a what the fuck is yeah. going on yeah because it's strange because at first like the mean like you know with harambe is like oh okay this gorilla died we're tributing to it because people do when a celebrity quote unquote dies they tribute but now it's like the meme is so far back in on itself because people are like referencing it 
to like not reference Harambe. They're using it for anything. Like it's just <laughs> it's, it's a very strange thing. I, I can't even. Like, I, mean, I enjoy a good meme. I don't. I don't. I'm not down with this one. I'll yeah, say it. I like I'm, I'm fine I don't, with it. I just wanted to end. Uh, however, one meme that is on fire, and it's been two years running, but it's another level this year. Is Kermit the Frog? Is just the king of the internet yeah. memes. Another character from my '90s childhood is back. Like you know, better. Well, and I, I really think it's because it's people around our age who have these like tech jobs. Yeah. And we are one of the first generations that have become pervasive in Photoshop mm-hmm. and the Adobe suites. And we have these creative tools and this, like, nostalgia. And we grew up on some really solid, like, sarcastic television. Yeah. So you add all those things in, and now Kermit wearing a cloak <laughs> yeah. is just... Like, every time I see it, I will read it. Like, usually some memes, at this point, we get to, you're like, oh, I, I get the joke. But, like, every time there's a Kermit one, I will look at it, I will read it. I'll probably enjoy it. Like, it's very strange to see someone. The, the me and also me, yeah. it brings me so <laughs> much joy. It brings me so yeah. much joy. Like, I thought that that's none of my business was going to be peak Kermit yeah. meme. But the me and also me. It's just perfect. Like, it, it is. Sometimes it is your inner thought. And that's just always, you know, it's, it's always a little uncomfortable to see something portray what you're thinking so well. And, like, a lot of times Kermit meme does that. Like, all the time Kermit meme does that. I think my favorite offshoot of that Kermit meme is, like, the one where it's so relatable that parents do it. And this mom sent it to her teen daughter and was like, me, let her go out. She's only young once. Also me, come home for no apparent reason. (laughs) Yeah, like, like the minute, like, memes hit, like, mom level. Like, when mom's, like, propping a photo and, like, Googling a Kermit photo to post, like, that's when you know it's, like, it's beyond critical mass. It's just, like, part of, part of pop culture forever, probably. Yeah, I think of that, that took Storm, and I couldn't believe how popular the Mannequin Challenge got. Yeah. I love it. I love it, and I love the song, and it's very rare for me to love the meme and the song at the same time. Like, usually the song gets, like, the song is what I wake up to, I will admit that, as my <laughs> alarm clock. Like, when my alarm goes off, that is what I hear. I also really love the mannequin challenge fails, <laughs> like this, like, especially when it's like the last person yeah. that messes it up. Like somebody did one for like their Thanksgiving dinner, and then they like pan to the grandpa. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna eat dinner." Uh, so there were there were moments of joy. The damn Daniel. Damn Daniel, which I, I forgot Again, about. That was the beginning of years. Yeah, I was doing some like I was like, oh, let me just refresh. I'm like, I'm pretty up on things. I was like, oh, damn Daniel was this year. Like that felt like. Four years ago, like I don't even know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like that kid graduated <laughs> college already. <laughs> yeah. Ellen gave him. Well, what's messed up is they gave Daniel yeah. all these shoes, but he is not <laughs> no. the mean yeah. creator. He's just the rich jerk off that can always wear white bands. Absolutely, and that's a funny thing. And I do wonder not to. Well, we're gonna look, no, we're not gonna look ahead to twenty seventeen, but I wonder how are we gonna how are these meme creators gonna start to monetize this? Because like the woman who did the uh, the you name it challenge, she just started. She sued the DJ recently. Of the song, because she's like, hey, I'm not using my voice for this meme that was everywhere for like a month, and I'm not getting any money from that, so it'll I'm, be interesting to see where we go from there. I talked about this on a different podcast uh, called Miss Netiquette that I was a guest host on. I don't I don't know how I feel about the idea of people monetizing the meme. Yeah. Mo- like, the one distasteful thing that I think of that has come from social media, and it's kind of rare that I like shit on social media is this idea of the personal brand i'm exhausted of the idea that we are commoditizing ourselves because we 
as a collective audience do a really poor job of ensuring that the tools that we participate in serve us properly. So if you're worried about your personal brand, what about the, the platform that you are exposing your brand on? Like, don't get critical with me after the fact that you accidentally went viral. Let's talk about, like, all steps of the process and why you think you need a brand to begin with. We always catered our personality to the scenarios that we were. Like, this is my yeah. work me. This is oh, my absolutely. friend me. This is my at-home me. So it's not new to have different personas, but this idea that, like, we are to monetize yeah. our persona, I, I think that it adds, like, another piece of exhaustion to like to get real deep like a systematic capitalistic society that pushes individualism to the point that we're emotionally bankrupt like, yeah. if you will <laughs> yeah just, that. just a thought just a thought experiment so, speaking of the rise and yeah. fall of emotions the last meme i want to hit on for 2016 which i feel like really sums up the internet yeah it's Mr. Ken Bone. Oh God, man! Like what a what a guy in general. Just like to be. I mean, this is literally like Heidi Klum was found in a mall walking. Like we plucked Ken Boone from like obscurity and like kind of probably ruined his life for all a little, the purposes. A little bit. Uh, during the debates, a man named Ken Boone was or is it Ken Bone? I bone. It was Ken Bone. I think it's two O's. Like I mean, I think it's O O N E. Let's just call it. Let's just call him Ken <laughs> yeah. Bone because I think that that. That fits the scenario yeah. a little bit. Uh, Ken Bone was somebody that was interviewed during the first or second debate. Yeah, he asked like the final question, which is a big deal because yeah. you know people are paying attention. And he had a very like I don't call it like this sounds a little shaming, but like more like a, a fat Mister. Rogers neighborhood. Yeah, type I was thing. thinking more like a, a, a Dilbert character or something like along those yeah, lines. Yeah, like Dilbert's a good yeah, one. like something that's like he looked very again not he wasn't trying to wear a costume, but it just looked Isn't like a Mr. costume. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. That sounds like not right. Mr. Rogers neighborhood, the guy with the yeah, with the sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead for a little bit, so yeah. I've lost track. Uh, not in twenty sixteen, yeah. but. So the internet was like, he's like the visual manifestation of a hug. Yeah. He is our hero. I think he asked a question about climate change. Yeah. Well, no, he asked a, like a question about like, I don't know, like, uh, it wasn't because they didn't talk about climate change in the debates. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was not important. Um, Maybe that was what I was hoping. Yeah. What he yeah. <laughs> but uh, something like that. It's just, uh, he, 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 his existence was very, very odd because it, it flashed. It was just like, it was a shooting star. But as as stars fall, they also die out. Yeah. And Ken Bone decided to do a Reddit AMA, yeah. Ask Me Anything. And turns out Ken Bone is kind of a womanizing piece of garbage. And we wouldn't have known that if he was if he was managing his brand a little better and had a brand manager. <laughs> and those people probably did amazing jobs for all the brands they managed this year. He would have just again his only flaw, his only mistake was using his. His Reddit account, his normal Reddit account for his Ask Me Anything. Most celebrities, they just create one that day because they have a person who does that. There's some intern pounding out. But these, he the, didn't. And he turned out to be like a, <laughs> oh, a uh, George Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, George Zimmer. Apologist. Yeah. Uh, he was found to like a lot of bizarre pornography. Yes. We didn't have to ask him anything because <laughs> yeah. we found it all out. From the internet yeah. trolls on Reddit. And it, it wasn't even, again, like, the, the trolling of it, it wasn't even so much a troll. All you have to do, you click on that username, 
Like, again, like, people worry about their Gmails. I'm worried about my Reddit account. That's, <laughs> like, if I'm doing anything terrible, it's probably on Reddit, because that's where you go to do that kind of stuff. But, like, so, so the minute you click on his name, his entire post history, and he's probably been on Reddit four or five years, there's, you know, <laughs> like, a lot of terrible <laughs> stuff you can do with Reddit, give it enough time. Reddit is, <laughs> I think it's the most popular yeah. underbelly of something. Yes. Like, normally when things are mysterious and trolly yeah. and gross... Yeah. You can't get to it as no. easily. Yeah, you can't find a community for it, for that one particular thing you want to be gross about. That's what the, Reddit the is. The subreddit is such a dark place. Even and the name is like that sub, yeah. like under. It's not, it's not above Reddit, it's a subreddit. Because <laughs> you need deeper Reddit. Like the front page is not enough for you. You need to be like under it. Uh, uh, so yes, <laughs> that meme was a flash in the pan, but very indicative of what... This year has felt like I can't keep harping back on it. Like every minute you got a gift, we got a curse. Yes, like absolutely. that's what it was. Like every time something, every lemonade album that dropped, somebody dropped dead. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, was... I mean, it felt like per track. Like Beyonce has a pretty big body count. But it, there was also to now come to our next segment. Um, we've talked about celebrities. We've talked about memes. All the important stuff. It's so complicated to talk about politics online but i would be remiss if we didn't because it dominated so much of every real estate of all corners of the internet and i want to start off with the things that i think were positive politically online because then we're gonna get to everything else that happened (laughs) i do think that the accessibility and visibility that technology provided to underrepresented communities this year have risen conversations that have have underlined a lot of our culture but have gotten the spotlight for better or worse this year and in particular black lives matter has become a a conversation it's it is an organization that has been risen from twitter and the internet absolutely that you cannot be a politician, a historian, an educator, uh, a woke person yeah. <laughs> without being aware of the steps that this organization is taking. So to me, I think that that was like an internet win in terms of politics. Yeah, it's, it's tough because like, it, it's, uh, it's cause like everything Black Lives Matter is trying to do is wonderful. And I just feel like since... This year, it's just all about naming things, and I think like seeing Black Lives Matter for some people was just like it's like a non-starter. They don't even want to hear like they don't want to sit down and have a conversation about Black Black Lives Matter. Even though we could have a conversation, and if I don't say those three words together in a sentence, yeah, we're good the entire time. But the minute that housing got around it, the conversation turned so like just violent sometimes. Like, well, and- I've talked a lot, particularly to my white male liberal friends, that I think that there's this preciousness to white people that uh is bullshit but if you say something that makes them like think that you're calling them a racist or a sexist or a xenophobe or any of the the ists the isms they immediately feel that they have to defend that they are not that thing rather than challenging themselves to listen why they might be 
what they're yeah. being implied as. And with Black Lives Matter, it's this immediate of, but what about other lives? Yeah, blue lives matter. It's oh, like, that's, uh, that is something that was, I was going to touch <laughs> yeah, on that, that was that, also birthed as a hashtag, yeah. where it's like, you're not born a cop. Yeah. Like, that's a chosen profession. Yeah. Calm down. Like, but that's, it, it's so bizarre, because you, you try to explain it to somebody that if I, if I say, Vanilla ice cream is my favorite. It does not mean that all other yeah. ice creams are garbage. Yeah. And, like, and it's all about all I you know for the most part most of the members just want just want to have the conversation. Like we're not even God forbid we talk about anything more progressive than having the conversation this year. Like someone you know all we want is just have, you know we want to foot at the table in the building maybe I don't know like not working the door like <laughs> like just some steps there and that's and the more that you know the next political thing that I think is amazing that happened online this year is. Colin Kaepernick and his yeah. political stand to not stand I'll say, yeah, or his, me, if his, his political knee. <laughs> Again, just to start the conversation. Yeah. And social media was used in such a leveraged way. I mean, like, real talk, Colin Kaepernick is a second-string quarterback at this yeah, point. Yeah, I almost He's, wish he played better for his, like, you know, I feel like his, his platform is weak and it's sports. So your yeah. platform's only as big as how good you were Sunday. So he's not good enough right now. So his platform has kind of been, I don't want to say kneecapped, but that's just the only term that's coming to mind right now. <laughs> The amount of memes that came out from that, the amount of conversations that happened yeah. online, on timelines, on Twitter, he started a large political conversation that in some ways catapulted or was not better, but different than Black Lives Matter yeah. because it was a, like a gesture from a singular person. Yeah. Sometimes I think when things are amorphous, it's hard to comprehend them. Yeah, you know, or, yeah, it's hard to listen when there's a group shouting, but you got one guy taking one knee. Like, it was, it's a powerful image. It still and is. And so many people have followed through that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's targeted or a lot of negativity came out from them, there are things that are not going away at this point. No, like, not at all. Like, he started something. Like, people are going to, like, there's going to be athletes knee, taking a knee or doing some sign of solidarity when that national anthem plays, which is important. Like, we should, you know? What was great about his protest and a lot of the protests that Black Lives Matter have organized is they've been so rational, peaceful, yes. well communicated. Like, I do not feel that there is an ambiguity to Black Lives Matter. I don't think that there was an ambiguity to what Colin Kaepernick was doing. And you have to be able to articulate why your stubborn, most likely racist opinion is okay is okay. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, Absolutely. be able to explain to somebody why the national anthem is more important than trying to defend a race that is being held down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to yeah, the point like, where it can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> quite, like Eric Garner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite literally to some point. It's just, it's just so tough to see people who, like, it, it's like, 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 there's a, there's the white male who was like, you're, they're portraying themselves as the underdog, but they're not. And it's just hard to, like, that narrative is just so ingrained to some people that, like, when you see someone from another race take a stand, it's like a challenge to your, your mountaintop. Like, you guys have been winning. Give us give us one win. All we want is one. It's <laughs> and, and the fact that it perpetuates this idea that we're all so familiar with because of the structure of our society mm -hmm. is that there's winners and losers. And that to let someone else win means that you have to lose. Yeah. And that's not actually the case. No multiple people can win. And yeah. in fact, most people are losing. Yes. Like, and to... <laughs> and to talk about losing, the hardest thing that played out in 2016 for me and actually changed the way I participate in social media 
was the past election. And now in particular, watching Hillary Rodham Clinton lose the election, where so much of my internet existence tried to lead me to believe that that would not be the outcome. Absolutely. Same here. I have two major thoughts, because we also were going to talk about fake news. And first, with my comment about led to believe. Now, I love reality TV. I'm from Atlantic City. I am familiar with Donald Trump. And I'm familiar with celebrity culture and the impact that reality TV can have. I was saying for like a year that we weren't paying attention. In fact, go to my public Facebook (laughs) profile and you dig up where I kind of gave a plea to a lot of my liberal friends who were being incredibly dismissive or like non-attentive to Donald Trump during the Democratic primaries because it was a battle between liberal and liberal with Hillary and Bernie. It's much more nuanced than that, but we weren't necessarily focusing our energy on this ludicrous character because we thought there... I mean, he's been... For the majority... I'm 32. The majority of my life, this has been a TV figure. Like, I don't see a successful businessman. I see a person on TV doing a reality show or doing interviews. Like, I don't see, you know... I wasn't there in the 70s. I don't see the rise. I only see, oh, this is kind of some old white dude with, like, you know... Lots of money yeah, and lots bad of, hair. Yeah. And, and we're not even sure about the lots of money thing, let's be honest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and people, after he won, talked... Like, so much of my Facebook feed became about the bubble that we all exist in. Yeah. And one of the things that... I actually took a pause uh, from this podcast because I was so perplexed at this idea that... My friends, who I know listen to the show, I mean, like, I get some analytics on this, and I have, like, a a few hundred listeners, and I'm assuming most of them know me. (laughs) I'm not that famous. Um, And so many feed after feed of, like, I've been living in a bubble, I've been living in a bubble. And I'm like, first, I've been talking about this bi-weekly for a year about this place online that is a real place that has real repercussions. That's first. Second, you assholes are not hanging out with super diverse, different groups of people no. offline. No, not at Your all. bubble is your actual bubble. Yeah. It has nothing to do with social media. Like, yeah, no, I was, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, no, the, the talk of this bubble, I, it's, again, it's not funny because, you know, something very bad happened from, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And, like, I remember the, the day after, I was like, you know what, let me just, and, like, I, I tried my Twitter experiment. I followed a bunch of Fox News people. I was like, let, let me get on the other side. And I just, I hated it. And it made me, it was making me angry to the point where it wasn't productive. I was being less productive because I was reading these opinions that, from people who just, we just have no, nothing in common. Like, I've sat down with some rational Republican people, you know, and we've had talks and it's been, our, our opinions are going to be different, but at least we've been rational. But some of the, the voices I see on, online are just so irrational, I, I can't handle it. So I had to just, I had to go back. I've suggested to people to start following on Facebook. You don't have to like them, but yeah. like follow Donald Trump, follow yeah. like the Republican constituencies in your state, and read the comments. Like, yeah. here's the thing: we can have some type of moral high ground as people who did not expect this, did not want this, and are legitimately fearful of it. Yes, we got the majority vote. Great. Yeah. Online. We were led to believe because we wanted to believe, but this would have happened whether social media existed or not. There's also this rise of talk of fake news. And to that, I feel like this is because there's a breakdown of criticality. Yeah. 
propaganda has existed, but we talked like earlier in this podcast about our affinity for celebrities and how we feel like it's more personal. I think that we're less likely to fact check things now because it's somebody you know or somebody you know who knows some the person sharing the headline yeah. that you yeah. read. Because... 80% of the time, I am thinking the click-through rate oh, yeah, is non-existent. Yeah, yeah. I'm 85 for me. Like, I don't read... I mean, I don't read anyone. I read a headline, and I'm not... Most of the time, not clicking through. But I do, for me, and, like, that's something... I've, I've been very... I'm very aggressive on Facebook and online about, like, the people... Like, there's probably... There's such a short list. I don't want to even say the number because it'll be sad. Of people who I trust when they share an article. Most of, like, all relatives, no. I'm sorry, aunt, grandma, mom, <laughs> not reading that article. I love you forever. I cannot wait to spend the holidays with you. Not reading that one. Then it's like the far fringe old high school friend, which we probably shouldn't be friends online. Not reading that article either. So for me, I just like I've done so much of just like like I don't know slicing down to where like there's probably five or six people I'm reading an article that they post. Oh, for sure, for sure. But like there's also people who I like. Not to sound redundant, I immediately like their post because it's them who's posting it. I sometimes don't even wait for it to load. Yeah, like I'm just like oh, I acknowledge your existence. I acknowledge your existence, and then. Because the algorithms within these systems are put to relevancy and they want to sell more ads of whoever paid for that article, it then shows somebody who is removed from me that so-and-so liked this. Or I often see um, articles of just news engines that somebody likes. So like my friends that I care the deepest about will like Vice. And then Vice will like put an article up and it it emulates like your trusted community as the one that shared it with you. Mm-hmm. But I still don't want to blame the platform for this. No, me either. I'm, I, I've been read, there's been, I mean, there's still a continue to be bashing of like Facebook needs. And Facebook, I mean, Facebook, the, all these social media sites, their business is users. They don't care if they're good, quote unquote, or bad users. They want yeah. raw users. Like they don't care what you're sharing. They just want you there sharing. And this goes back <laughs> to this idea of, I think, and I'm hoping that the negativity of 2016 and the relevancy that social media has played in our lives wakes people up to understand that you are participating in a business. And you know how you change how a business treats you? With your money and your time and your skill. And if you don't put effort into that space, like McDonald's started serving oatmeal. They, yeah. like, these businesses will listen. You absolutely. say you want healthy, the McDonald's brought you healthy. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, that's a great McDonald's serves oatmeal. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. And Twitter needs, you know, like, again, I'm sure there's a couple people in the Twitter offices kind of happy that the next president of the United States uses their platform. Like, every morning, I see that Twitter, like, layout on some news station. Like, it is just. It's free advertisement. I'm sure some there's a few people who enjoy. Maybe that, that company will finally be profitable. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> at the behest of of all of us. Yeah. Because I want to keep this at like the surface level with the internet. Like the the outcome of this election had a lot to do with the internet, but in my opinion, it has so much to do with technology. And we are as amazing as I think technology is, and how I do believe in a more utopia version of the implications of technology rather than like an acceleration theory dystopia i think that we as a society have not we haven't got to the point where we've become critical of the uh, efficiency that technology has started creating and the efficiency that technology started creating is be and technology is being driven by companies and 
advancement in technology is being driven by companies. So a lot of people have lost jobs and those jobs are not coming back. Not and all. it is creating a economic disparity that is then compounded by a social and racial disparity that it became a perfect storm that we have elected a dictator. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and it's, I mean, I'm, I've been doing my best. I don't even say his name. You know? It's a thing I'm going to, I got four more I'll years of this. I'll never, I'll never call him president. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm going to do my best. Of, I mean, it, it only, I, I disagree, I disagree vehemently with most of his political views. And, you know, I'm going to, again, in two years, there'll be, a, I'm sure a gigantic turnout. And in four more years, there'll be, you know, hopefully another turnout. Hopefully we've inspired kids. Like for me, my first big political L was Gore and Bush in 2000, because my head still can't wrap around how Gore <laughs> lost that election. So yeah, so for me this is like my second one. I'm a little harder. I'm a little hardened by it, but you know I think there's some young people out there. This is their first one. This is the first big one for them. Well, and I think that under Obama, the past eight years, now almost a decade, if you grew up, if you were ten and you're now eighteen, or you were twelve mm. and you're now twenty, you grew up with eight years of thinking that we were moving in the right direction. Whether like shit was not fixed, yeah. things were broken more i mean like more visibility into police brutality income disparity like you name it and and we saw it in those eight years Mm -hmm. but i think that we thought that we had the moral high ground so like we understood that all we need is time and then what happened with this and then what played out online is that there was a like a little bit of a delusion that we have a black president so we are moving in the right direction racism over yeah. yeah, and we're going to have a woman president, <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be even more that Absolutely. we are moving in the right direction. And yes, people are still suffering. And yes, like racism, sexism, like homophobia, yeah. xenophobia are still here, but they're lessening. Yeah. And, and what this showed is, no, we are creating a situation where we had a man come in and say that white is not just good, it is great. Yes. And your your great whiteness will keep you on top of this sinking ship. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, the, the whole campaign and, like, the, the nostalgia that he has for the good old days. Again, I'm 32, so I don't know what, like, I don't know how, were the 90s good for me? Yes. The 80s, I wasn't, I don't know what, like, what period was, like, was really great. And then you get very gray. It's like, was it the 70s? What, the yeah. The 60s? Then you're just like, uh, I don't like a lot of the things we did back then. So, <laughs> like, that's, that's my worry. It's just... I will not be the, the type of person, and hopefully anyone who listens to this, that it's not a see and wait. This is a moment where now that you there is a woke understanding mm-hmm. that your social media platform has implications, that hopefully that the negativity that 2016 has generated creates some criticality for people who are participating in these spaces. On that dark note, Man, we're going to end this in, in tears now. Uh, this is the 2016 RIP moment. Yeah. And we lost some really heavy hitters. I'm going to start with, as, as the white person yeah. in this, I'm going to start with David Bowie. Yes, please do. I think it was a shock to a lot of people. I'm actually not a big David Bowie fan, but I understand like the icon nature of David Bowie. I never liked Labyrinth, so my, my subscription rate is yeah, dropping as I'm talking this. But it was a shock. Like There's, there's moments like when, like when Michael died... Um, that's, a, <laughs> that's it. I mean, like, there's only so many people that get so big that their absence in popular culture will be felt like, and yeah. felt for a long time. And David Bowie was one of those people. And where you were talking about people, how we mourn celebrities mm-hmm. on social media. I think that a lot of people who do not normally participate in that kind of like fandom 
cross-sized. Oh, absolutely. And it was, like, the saddest day. And then you're like, how could this day get any <laughs> yeah. sadder? And then you waited a few months. Yep. It was yeah. April. Yeah, it was April. April. Preview, Prince died. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, because it was near your birthday. Yeah, it was near your birthday. It was a couple weeks after my birthday. And, like, yeah, so, like, I, I've loved Prince for as long as I've been alive. And for me, the, the thing about the reason for me Prince death hit hard and still continues to hit hard, especially online, he didn't like the internet. Like, this is not a guy who was like, not at all. I remember when he got a music. Twitter account and it got weird. Yeah, like, he, and the videos of his concerts get pulled down. Like, when you go, when you went to go see Prince, like, phones got put away in a locker that a guy watched. And when you got out the show, you got your phone back. It wasn't like a thing where, like, Prince is very progressive, very out there guy. He didn't, he didn't like the internet. So it was very strange in a way to see, like, and I was one of them, card carrying memorials. Putting photos of its prints, like he was a part of my life, yeah. all my life. But yeah, but he did not like the internet, like. Which is funny, I, and I think it's because you can't control, like even though everyone thinks that they have ownership over their personal yeah. brand and so much control over their, you, the internet has no control, and Prince was a controlling little dude. Absolutely, hundred percent, and it'll be. It, it's strange, he, like I don't want. I was people love to say, oh, this is the last of this breed, but Prince might be the last one to be so like anti-internet, not not anti-internet, but like again, he had this place called Paisley Park where there was parties and. There's never been a video from, like, a cell phone. Like, again, I watch, I always go to this. People kind of over me saying it. But I watch LeBron James's mom get in a fight with a parking attendant on surveillance footage in Miami. <laughs> like, there's nothing more private than a moment like that. And meanwhile, Prince somehow managed to never have that moment. Keep it, keep it shut down. <laughs> like, it's crazy in a way. Well, I do think that there's few people that, besides being, like, vehemently mm-hmm. anti-internet, but then celebrated mm-hmm. and, like, like, mourned and now, like, kind of, like, Olympic torched yeah, like on absolutely. the internet. There's also few people that have that type of like cultural significance. Like I would think right now we have Kanye and Beyonce yeah. are at that level of like Michael Jackson. I think Madonna. I think absolutely. Madonna is still holding yeah. on to that. Yeah. Like no, she, she deserves credit. I know it's always fun. Like people pile on Madonna for the last few years, but but that's like yeah. there's only going to be so many more people, yeah. and we just haven't generated them yet. Yeah. And there's just because there's. I feel too much competition mm-hmm. and non-focused. Figuratively, literally, there's a lot of yeah. competition shows that like you yeah. know, are trying to give us the next Prince, next Michael, whatever, and they just there's just so many of them. Like you just can't get your hands around it. I mean, anything else you want to say about? No, Prince? I mean, like, again, for me, it's, it's a part of my childhood, and like I'm, I was, it was fascinating to see all the stories start. Like people who probably held stories out of respect to him, which is a strange thing because. People don't respect celebrities. I don't know any celebrities. Why would I respect them? Yeah. Like, but when Prince, Prince managed to somehow have this respect. So after he passed, the story started rolling out. You're like, oh man, he did this terrible thing or he did this. Yeah, and then... he became a very complex character. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that really hit me, and to bring it all the way back from what you mentioned about like how... Um, now you talked about it in the sense of monetizing, yeah. like kind yeah. of controlling yeah. the memes and, and putting them out, but... One platform that died in 2016, which is like yeah. weird to have like a definitive death yeah, of a platform. Digital, yeah, something <laughs> digital because like most things fade or they become yeah. unpopular. But I didn't. Spoiler alert! It's Vine. Vine died. <laughs> um, I was like really close yeah. off. <laughs> and I was surprised because Vine was so. Po- I felt like Vine was so popular, and in reality, since its death, I was thinking like there was mad Christmas memes and videos last mm-hmm. year. They're, like, I feel they're the deficit already. Yeah. Like, Instagram is not that place. No. YouTube's not that place. Twitter's not that place. Like, Vine was yeah. there to create these, like, small moments. And I felt, like, really allowed people to, like, own 
their viral content. Oh, absolutely. And it was a great space for, like, people of color and women. Like, it was it was weirdly, de- like, democratic, which is funny to say. But, like, yeah. a funny vine just became a funny vine. It wasn't just like, oh, this female comedian, she's funny for a female. That's always the understatement and, when they and say the that. And the relevancy worked somewhat similarly, but it was based off of popularity. Yeah. And not necessarily like revel- relevancy because it became paid that because yeah. and then got in front of you because the paid post was visible to more people, which then generated more yeah. likes and algorithms yeah. and magic and all that yeah. stuff. Vine just had a system where it was like the cream rose to the top. Yeah. And because it was owned by Twitter, it probably didn't know how to become profitable because no. Twitter just does not know how to no. become profitable. They have, they have a lot of problems. I'm sure profitability is... For them, it's that number one. I'm sure we have yeah. abuse problems and speech <laughs> problems on Twitter, but... Yeah, they're trying to make money. And and Vine just like uh, I don't know why. And and I can understand like there's so many users on Instagram and like there was like the users on Vine were niche, but the content became well, yeah, internet I mean, universal. Yeah, yeah. Now Vine's were on Good Morning America, like a funny Vine that got big enough was just on television, which is Everywhere. funny to say. Like it just it pushed through. And I just don't feel like one of the things I'm starting to hate about Instagram, besides it turning to relevancy and non chronological, <sighs> is that oh. it's becoming all things yeah. like it's a it's a photographic Facebook yeah. like that's all it is at this point like it's it's used for messages it's used for pictures it's used for video mm-hmm. it's used for gifts it's like yeah. sometimes you just need a thing to be one thing yeah. it's, it's the like classic old restaurant joke like you never want to go to a restaurant that serves like 150 things on the menu because yeah. it probably some of, most of it sucks you want a place that does its thing really well and like you know Vine did that Vine was like I was never a big Vine person I always got the Vines that rose up to be posted on Twitter that's just usually what happened yeah. like, a super funny Vine just made its way on other platforms but like Vine was doing their six second video and it was it was perfection in a way that we we may not have again like well, especially on the internet with platforms like that yeah it, and it started doing things that I think me, like what killed it it gave itself cancer by allowing you to have a six second video that then became like a series yeah. so then like the out of context the the video made no sense and I started losing interest in like I used to wake up every day and the first thing I do is scan yeah. Vine because honestly it was like a preview to what was going to be talked about yeah. in like two or three yeah. days I always felt like I was in the know like and I had like my pulse on the kids yeah, and, of course like, yeah and now I'm I'm in a world where Donald Trump just got elected president today by the Electoral College. Vine is dead. Prince is gone. And Mariah Carey is somehow on top. Yeah. <laughs> this, is what, this is the world I'm yeah. in. I'm going to have to explain to my kids one day what 2016 was. And I'll, probably, I'll probably just put on this podcast and just let them... This is what happened. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm sorry. We did this and I'm sorry. Um... Hopefully 2017 is the year of ownership. Yeah, and, and empathy. Jesus Christ, guys. Can we ownership get and empathy. a tiny bit of empathy? God, I'm not asking for much, just a tiny bit. Online and offline. Just a little empathy. Goodbye, 2016. Thank you, Harold. Thank you for a year of listening to Lee and the Internet. I love doing this show and finding people who are passionate about critically looking and often laughing at how the Internet affects our lives. As always, please share your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at and the Internet or on the blog at landtheinternet.com. You can also find the show on facebook.com slash landtheinternet. Help other people discover this podcast by rating Land the Internet on iTunes. This podcast is a lead studio production.